Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. There is one Big 12 conference game left in 2023, and it goes down this weekend. It's the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game that is happening in Arlington, Texas. Texas Longhorns, Oklahoma State Cowboys. This is your Big 12 Watch championship game preview. Also some best bets coming up as well. I'm your host, Josh Neighbors, here on the Big 12 Watch. Crystal Ball College Football is the channel. 365 Sports is the big business that we work for. Uh, you guys can find this show wherever you guys get your podcast and on YouTube as well. If you are on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and leave your comments as well. That's how you can support us. Also, Super Chats as well if you feel so inclined. But uh, comments, uh, likes, and uh, all those things. Yeah, subscriptions. That's what helps. If you find us through audio means, please five stars if you don't mind also you guys can find me on twitter slash x at nwpod365 is where you guys can find me i'm also at josh neighbors underscore on once again twitter slash x that is where we have our big 12 best bets i've been putting them out all season for football we end the season in football uh with a pretty nice mark was not a good final month for me but a good final mark we are at 41 and 34 on the season. So that's nice. We're able to be above seven games, above 500. One more to go, obviously, here in the Big 12 season. We'll break it all down today. All right. So we talked about this matchup from a variety of perspectives this week and kind of the journeys for these, these teams here. And, you know, I think the big headline is this uh, from the Texas side. Texas is at a place right now where they have arrived back on a national stage. And because the way Steve Sarkeesian has built this program, uh, that we know they can compete, you know, with, with top teams. You know, we saw them beat Alabama earlier in the year. We saw them be competitive with them this year. And at least in terms of results, this is a 10 win season, whether he can continue this and repeat this is a big question, but at least for this year, I've been very impressed with a group that has dealt with injuries to both uh, the running back and quarterback positions and fought through that and only lost one game, which was a rivalry game on a neutral field, right? So they were able to make their way through the schedule. Even though they tried to stub their toe several times, they did not do it. And so Texas arrives into this game as a big favorite and also a team with a chance to make a college football playoff. And I think if you're talking about nationally, that is where the big story is. I was mentioning this to Robbie Triano yesterday, but some of the folks that I've worked with here in the state of Arkansas, where I'm a radio producer and also do some work on the air, you know, they're kind of almost looked up and they were like, oh, Texas, Texas is, is, you know, up here not back, but like Texas is all the way up here you know, with this, uh, with this ranking. Wow. It's, and they've been here all season. Like it's kind of this not surprise cause they should be here, but oh, here they are. Right. And the thing is, like, they've got a shot to go. What is working in Texas's favor as you all look at the current rankings for the CFP is that, well, they're number seven. 
There's a team ahead of them at six in Ohio State that is not going to play anymore. Oregon and Washington still must play, right? So you'd think that if Texas wins and goes 12-1, and they have a chance to go to the college football playoff, uh, if that's the case. And Florida State, due to the quarterback situation, and that has to be evaluated. And last night, uh, I don't know if it's still Boo Corrigan, whoever it was, the hey, or the Heather Denich tweeted it out, like, we're looking for the best teams, right? The four best teams, uh, not the most deserving teams. And so that could hurt Florida State in the end. I don't think it should. I think your resume and what you put out there is what we talk about. I mean, I feel bad for Florida State. I think if they go undefeated, though, they should go. And I think that, um, you know, it wouldn't be the most competitive. I wouldn't love to see that game, but I think it still has to be considered what they've accomplished this year. Georgia obviously plays Alabama. Uh, Michigan's going to play Iowa. So you're going to figure an SEC champions in there, the Big Ten champion. Let's just say it's Georgia and Michigan, one of Washington and Oregon. And so then you're competing for that last spot. And basically, I think a Florida State loss and a Texas win puts them into the championship. Now, it could get a whole lot mess or into the CFP Final Four. It could get a whole lot messier if Alabama dumps Georgia because at that point you are 12 and 1 Georgia, you are 12 and 1 Alabama, you are 13 and 0 Michigan, you got a Pac-12 champion, you've got potentially undefeated Florida State, right? And also you've got to factor in that Texas, while Alabama has improved and looked better throughout the season, that that win they got against Alabama on the road would really propel them, I think. I mean, any field that has Alabama in it as a conference champion should have Georgia in it, or excuse me, should have uh, Texas in it as a conference champion with the same record. It just has to be said like that. And and Alabama's one loss, it was by uh, more than, than Texas one loss to, right? Texas one loss is the number 12 team in the country in Oklahoma writes that loss is not going to be too much of an anchor. You know, Texas loss should not be too much of an anchor for Alabama. Uh, but obviously that win gives Texas some legitimacy. So, you know, I think there's actually multiple paths, but I think the most simple path to me is a FSU loss and chalk holds, right? So, uh, or, you know, in chalk, I mean, if Oregon wins, I think a 12 and one Oregon gets in over uh, 12 and one, uh, you know, obviously over 12 and one Washington and also I think 12 and one Texas gets the jump on Washington because Texas is a conference champion. And once again, an Alabama win will help them. So multiple avenues and whether Texas is a top four team or not really is besides the point, but nationally that is a storyline, at least when it comes to big 12, what we are all talking about here on the Texas side of things is this is the Texas Longhorns with a chance to accomplish something and kind of wave the Big 12 goodbye on their way out to the SEC. Now, I don't necessarily buy that, right? If you look at the list of uh, Big 12 champions by season, right, and you think about what Texas has been thought of coming into these seasons, all of those things, you know, uh, it has not been as good of a ride for them as you would think, right? The last conference championship that Texas scored in this league was 2009. They had one in 2005 and they had one in 1996. So since, you know, before one year I was, one year before I was born, 96, they've got three big 12 championships, right? Baylor has as many there. K-State has as many there, right? And there've been other big, tw- and Oklahoma's got 14 of them. Uh, Oklahoma 
you know, doesn't get to wave the Big 12 goodbye in their last Big 12 season. They had a nice year. They went 10 and 2, obviously, but they did lose Bedlam and they did lose to Kansas. And so, um, you know, some of these rising Big 12 programs, I wouldn't say Oklahoma State's rising, but like I think they will rise to the top of the league once Texas and OU are gone. All right. Because those are games that have, you know, have given them some trouble in the past, particularly the Oklahoma game. Right. Uh, now, in recent memory, they've done pretty well in that game. Last year, Spencer Sanders was hurt the year before. They won that game. And then this year, they won that game too. So Mike Gundy's gotten a little bit better in that one. But Oklahoma State on the rise in that sense. Uh, they still, you know, only have that one 2011 Big 12 championship game. So Texas kind of in a spot where they should be relative to how much talent that they've had and looking for their first conference championship in 14 years. So that's why I'd posit, yes, it'd be nice for them to win the last one they can, but also it's not like they'd be able to wave the goodbye like Oklahoma did. Oklahoma's got the hardware. The problem for them is the quality of their play, at least the last couple seasons, has not been to the normal standard, right? And look, um, they were the standard bearer in the CFP for years and years at Lincoln Riley. So they have more of a claim there. At least they're trying to get back to that point, you know, and they're not in it uh, again, right? They have not been in the big 12 championship game since 2020. So, OU, you, you know, waving goodbye in some senses, right? Cause they've had the, the hardware once again to back it up, but um, Texas not able to do that. So I think this would be even more meaningful in some ways for them because they have not been able to accomplish what they should. And so for them to get the last one, I think would be meaningful for those folks. Uh, but to me, you know, uh, you know, that's obviously a pretty compelling storyline. I, I think the CFP part of it is what's more interesting to me because from a national standpoint, like they actually have a chance to go and play for a championship. And for this league, you know, I, I talk about it all the time. Like, I don't think Texas should be the story of being this good. I think the story should be the amount of turnover in this league and how competitive and fun is it, it is all the time because once again, last four seasons, we've had eight separate teams play for a Big 12 championship game. And uh, once again, I would, you know, the, the Oklahoma State path there is such a weird one that it kind of almost feels like it's it almost an eighth. It's such a weird, odd way they got there with the losses this year just being curb stompings, at least the UCF and the uh, South Alabama ones. Well, they've rallied this thing and put it together sometimes with duct tape has been super fascinating to me. But the Oklahoma State side of things, you know, you're really talking about uh, what they like, what they've accomplished, what they've done. Texas side of things, obviously that national storyline, being able to go and play for a CFP. And once again, guys, if they go, um, you know, like, I think we're kind of all rooting for Oklahoma state to win, but there is also an argument to be made that Texas winning and going to the CFP is better for the, the league and getting some of that CFP money is good for the league, right? That goes to the big 12, not to the sec. Um, and also too, you know, it would show like, Hey, this team can produce different, uh, you know, teams that go to the CFP uh, each and every season would be the third one. Obviously, Oklahoma's done it before. Texas doing it. Going to the SEC, sure, but it would still be a different team that has come from this league, right? Coming from this league being the operative term. And guys, here's the thing. You know, if Alabama plays an SEC schedule this year, or excuse me, if Texas does, I don't think there's any guarantee that it's, you know, same record, but I don't think there's any guarantee that it's not, right? I don't think, I don't think we're, we're thinking about that you know, maybe it's two losses, right? Maybe it is, right? But maybe it is that that 11 and one season once again. So I think that's uh, that's still possibly there. And once again, TCU undefeated run last year until the uh, championship game lost a razor thin decision to K-State and then go, goes on and beats Michigan. Uh, so once again, quality of this league showing through. Texas is going to be an SEC school, sure, but they are a big 12 team. And they are a big 12 team that 
up front, they really struggled and what they do, they address that through recruiting and the portal and whatnot. And, uh, you know, have been able to address different positions and have risen to this occasion. So they deserve credit for that. But Oklahoma state, once again, live dog in this game and Mike Gundy to find a 10 win season after this September that they had would be one of the best coaching turnarounds mid season. I think I've ever seen, um, you can take your pick on a lot of them. You know, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but like coaching turnaround from that to a championship would be pretty remarkable uh, for Oklahoma State. And just once again, he is the best coach in this league. Once Kyle Whittingham, Whittingham is in the league, he's not right now. Once he is, there's a conversation, I think, to be had. But right now, the best coach in the league to me resides in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And it might have been uh, despite himself to start things off the season, but it's basically grown into this is him proving and showing why he is the top dog, why he is the best coach in the league. And I find that once again, compelling and also uh, the star player, right? I mean, there's a, there's an argument to be made that the best player on the field is on Oklahoma state side of things. Now he does the thing that this team in Oklahoma uh, in Texas has stopped really well this year. And that's when we get to these numbers. That's where we're going to break things down. So the last time let's go to the big 12 Saturday menu. And we have got this game. That's best. That's the best bets. Big 12 weekend menu, Saturday, 11 a.m. on ABC. It's number 18, Oklahoma State. It's number seven, Texas. The spread, depending on where you look, is Texas minus 15 and a half. The total is 56 and a half. I've also seen it at 54 in some places. Team total for Texas, I've seen 34 and a half. I've seen 35 and a half. And also this team total comes from a site where uh, the, the total was 54 and a half. So that's how they got 34 and a half total for Texas, 20 and a half for Oklahoma State. And so if you go by the numbers, defense has been such a critical part of what these teams have done this year. And when it comes to the uh, the rushing defense for Texas, uh, that is where they have stood out, right? Oklahoma State's rushing offense is seventh in the league when it comes to you know in-game or whatnot, but they have been able to dominate the games they have won with obviously quality play from one Ollie Gordon. And their offensive line has gotten better. And this is a team that does get better as the game goes along. So that's something to track there. And then when you go to passing defense, this is where both teams really struggle. Texas was 12th in the league in passing defense. Baylor was dead last. So if you ask like who is in a better spot to take advantage of what the other team does not do well, I would say both teams can pass the ball. And so that, that kind of encourages me. Uh, you know, that, that kind of like, you know, I think if you want to bet the over, um, but also really does favor Texas because Texas just on its face, their passing attack has better weapons and okay. It's a good passing offense against a bad passing defense, flip the strengths. It's Oklahoma state's good rushing offense against Oklahoma, uh, Texas, great rushing defense, right? So that is what, that is what concerns you there. That's going to be strength versus strength in that situation. That's going to be strength versus weakness in another. And so here are the plays I like this weekend, just to have some fun here. Right now, I'm leading Oklahoma State, uh, getting any if, if they're getting any points above that mark of 14. You know, I would say especially over 15. If you can get that, take that. That's that's where I'm going to live with this one. I think that Texas passing defense is bad enough to where it could give a strong advantage to Oklahoma State passing offense. So I could see that being an area where they excel. Texas first quarter. I have Q1, but first quarter, obviously, minus three and a half. Texas is a team 
that gets off to pretty fast starts. So I think they will be able to. And I think this is a game where Texas is kind of the, the matador, most of the game, if you will, and kind of leading the dance. And I think there's nobody who has a better game script in all of college football when it comes to things offensively than Steve Sarkeesian. And because that, you're going to give them the edge, uh, you know, in that first quarter early things. And I have not seen oh, Texas score first and win. I like both those things to happen. Bowman and Quinn Ewers over passing yards. So I think Ewers and Bowman will both go over because these are not very good passing defenses. Excuse me. These are not excellent passing defenses. And so I think that lends itself to a situation where both teams might be more apt to throw that football around the fact that those passing defenses are not very good. So I think that is where I'm leaning in that direction. But ultimately, I do think Texas leads the dance. I do think they might get up a couple scores. I think Oklahoma State's able to able to keep it in that range. These games are usually close. I wouldn't be surprised if Texas is up like a you know 10 with four minutes left and they get the ball the chance to ice the game and get a couple first down, something along those lines. I think so. I think it could be could be close. Um, but I think Texas ultimately wins the game. If you're gonna give me anything over 15, I think Mike Gundy's good enough coach to keep it close, but I will say in the games or felt like there's just kind of a like it just where Oklahoma State couldn't hang they just couldn't like you know the the results were like oh yikes yuck you know didn't go very well and Iowa State game I think they led most of the way USA led most of the way and then UCF dog walks them uh, against Houston and BYU able to recover but those are not as good quality teams as Oklahoma State so I am going to roll in this situation with the Texas Longhorns then they're going to win the game uh, I don't know if they're going to win the or go to the college ball playoff. And that takes us to our final Saturday seven. Uh, we got more than seven, obviously, but here are the championship games. Six o'clock on Friday night. It is New Mexico State and Liberty. Liberty, 10 and a half point favorites there. Uh, great season for Jerry Kill and the uh, Aggies. What, New Mexico State Aggies or whatever it is? Yeah, Aggies, I believe, or Lobos, one of the two. The New Mexico's Lobos, they're the Aggies. So uh, Liberty has been obviously having a great season. Jamie Chadwell there, but uh, love Diego Pavia. Uh, so uh, I'm rolling with them. Friday at 7, ABC, Washington and Oregon. Obviously a big game winner, you would think, goes to the college football playoff. Oregon, nine and a half point faves. Feels like a, a pretty big spread, but you know Washington has been leaking oil and Oregon should have won the Washington game. And ever since that Washington game, it's not necessarily been con convincing result after convincing result uh, for that team. 11 a.m. MAC championship game, Toledo versus Miami of Ohio. Toledo has been awesome this year. Jason Candle should be a candidate for a job like Indiana, in my opinion. Uh, Saturday at 2 p.m. on Fox, Boise and UNLV. Boise with the rare firing the coach midseason, but also being in the championship game. You don't see that too often. Georgia against Alabama at 3 o'clock on CBS. I like Georgia in this game. You know, I think like I'll just kind of eh, lay the six, I guess. Right. Uh, this line really, really did move up, uh, move considerably. But I, I think I like Georgia to get the job done. They've been a great team all year. Whenever they had to turn it on, they have. That Georgia Tech game wasn't great, but they've turned it on whenever they've had to. SMU and Tulane, uh, ABC, three o'clock game. Uh, Tulane obviously going for a I think 12 and one season, one loss, Ole Miss without Michael Pratt. SMU 10 and two, Rhett Lashley heading to the ACC, just extended Rhett Lashley. So it sounds like he's not going anywhere. If you were wondering if he was a candidate for that Houston job, it sounds like 
he is not. Three o'clock ESPN app in Troy. Uh, Troy boy, minus six and a half. They've been a hammer as of late, in my opinion. So I would go in that direction. Uh, Seven o'clock on Fox, Michigan and Iowa. Iowa getting 22 points in this game. How are that? How is Iowa going to score? Like it's going to need to be a defensive touchdown. They're going to need something wild to happen, basically, for them to win this game, uh, in my opinion. Saturday, 7 o'clock, ABC, Louisville, FSU. Louisville looking to bounce back from that loss last week. Florida State gets a good win against Florida in the swamp. What will this one look like? I'm, you know, I'm leaning towards Louisville. I think they were not looking ahead in the rivalry, but I think, you know, in some ways you could, you could argue they might've been. And I I think they're well-equipped enough, I think on defense to slow down. We're going to see, and I think last week was more of an aberration, but I think they can slow down a Tate Rodemaker led team. All right. On the Friday show, guys, we're going to talk about portal quarterbacks. We got the news that KJ Jefferson from Arkansas is in the portal. Could that be a guy who makes his way to the Big 12 Conference? I think it's definitely a possibility when you consider TCU and Kendall Bryles as a landing spot and others. So we'll break that down. Excuse me. And a whole lot more. It's coming up on Friday's show. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you all uh, and make sure you guys do both those things. Five stars. You get your podcast. And then follow us on X slash Twitter. All right, folks. Talk to you next time.